0: to the chapel and we're going get married going
1: to the chapel and we hi ladies and gentlemen and welcome to, to wedding pro married. radio the show that talks all things wedding and wedding related topics whether you're planning a wedding or whether you are in the wedding industry. This show gives you tips, advice and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I am Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events DJ Service, a full service DJ company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia and Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Abby Hillis with ACH Events. Hi, Abby.
0: Hello. Good morning, everyone. Yes, I'm Abby. I'm the founder of ACH Events based out of Austin, Texas, but we travel anywhere and we love to just make sure that your planning process is personalized and that's like our big focus.
1: Absolutely, and it, and I have Abby on the show because she is one of the best planners I know, and is so <laughs> full of knowledge. And she's going to share that with you guys. And that's the whole purpose of the show is for you guys to uh, get a little informed about the wedding and the wedding planning process. Um, and you know, hopefully, it makes things easier on you as you're planning your wedding, or if you're in the industry, we give you some tips that'll help you manage your business a little bit better. Um, we want to do some sponsor thank yous. We want to thank Big Talk Radio Del Marva. Uh, black Tie Events, DJ Songlist, ACH Events, and guess what, Abby? We picked up another affiliate station this week, uh, the whoop Phoenix whoop. Radio Network. So um, our show runs live on Big Talk Radio Del Marva uh, at noon on Saturdays and Sundays. It also runs live at noon on Saturdays and Sundays on the Phoenix Radio Network. And then the Phoenix Radio Network also loves it so much, they're going to run it on Wednesdays as well at 3 o'clock. So it gets runs three times on that station. So that's super exciting.
0: That is amazing. Yes, and if you guys can't catch it on any one of those two platforms, you can also catch it if you're a podcaster, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Spotify, uh, the iTunes podcast app, um, I mean, iHeartRadio, anywhere and everywhere, it's it's up. So you guys have multiple options to tune in.
1: Absolutely. And you know, the the... If you want to get questions to Abby and I, you can uh, text them to us because we do question segments. We try to answer a couple of questions each um, episode. And you can email Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. Or you can email me, Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you're in the industry, let us know because we'd love to get your take on things. Um, If you have a topic you want us to discuss, we can do that as well. And um, we would love to hear from you. So got some interesting segments that we're going to do today. Obviously, we're going to do DJ song list, uh, top ten dance songs, and this week, Abby, we're going to do the top ten wedding rock dance songs, which ought to be a lot of fun.
0: Heck yeah! And Get we, some upbeat going in th-
1: here. That's right. That's right. We also got a couple of uh, uh, wedding trend that we're going to talk about. A couple of questions we're going to answer. But our main topic is um, so. Just so you guys know, and, and everybody probably does, weddings in the past were always done at a church, and then you went to a church social hall for the reception, but the ceremonies were typically done at a church. Now, um, over the last 20 years or so, that has changed. Uh, a lot more folks are doing wedding ceremonies outside and outside of their venue um, or at an, an a, a area where they can do a ceremony and then go straight to the venue. So we're going to talk about outdoor wedding ceremonies, and what's the, what's the first thing we should talk about on that, Abby?
0: gosh yeah so i think it's first important to note that tradition used to be so strong in weddings and you know still to this day as i coach uh brides and grooms through the planning process they talk about well, like what are we supposed to do and i always tell them well tradition says this but really you can do whatever you want yeah um and that is so true with ceremonies right the church was such a strong tradition and now making it literally possible to have a ceremony anywhere, and so many officiants that are willing to go wherever, um, and even churches adopting their policies and allowing pastors and priests to even go outside the church, which is incredible and cool. So yeah. definitely a shift there, but I think that's the first place I wanna start, is talking about like who is going to officiate if you are not someone that's getting married um, in a religious place like a church. Um, and that, the. To me, the officiant is like one of the biggest pieces that makes a ceremony successful, uh, because if you have someone up there who's never done it before and they don't, they haven't been coached at all, it 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 has a chance to not be as great as it could have been. Yeah, um, I, I think is the best way to put that. There's a lot of just little uh, like nuggets of knowledge that I always try to share with first time officiants, like when you announce them to kiss, step to the side so you're not in the middle of their two faces while you're kissing or they're kissing. Um, you know, make sure that you know. That there are a million different vowels uh, options to read and a million different ring ceremony options to read. And what do you have you worked with the, the couple to know exactly what they want to read? Um, do they understand that more than likely, if there's a videographer or some sort of DJ service on site, that they need to get there early so that they can get mic'd up? And that's part of, you know, testing the audio is part of their job. Right. Um, you know, there's just so many things that people don't realize the officiant plays into. What announcements are they making before? to guide the guests in what's to come, set expectations if they're going to do an unplugged ceremony or not. Uh, Where do the guests go afterwards? So after the recessional, like where, what do they tell guests to do? Because that's a huge part in making sure the flow of the event's going well. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, so officiants to me are like, if you're not doing it with a professional and a lot of times in a church, they handle so much of those things that you don't even have to think about. Right. Um, So if you're stepping out of that realm, which a lot of people are doing now, Make sure that if it's not you're not hiring a professional officiant that you you really think about all of the details that go into uh, bringing someone in who's either a noob or um, hasn't done it a lot of times. because yeah. there's a lot of, that goes into that. Yeah,
1: there is, and you know one of the things from a DJ perspective that I always check with when we are uh, when we're handling the ceremony music and the the sound and the miking is I want to know what my cue is at the end. Uh, you know, typically, standardly, it's, ladies and gentlemen, I like to present Mr. and Mrs. Um, so-and-so. Right. But you, you know, if you have a new officiant, they may not know to do that. And right. uh, the other thing that, that, you, that you just touched on is talking to them about where they're going to send and what they're going to do. Because typically, with most experienced officiants, after they pronounce and you play the song, as they come back up the aisle and the wedding, uh, wedding party processes back up the aisle fade the music down. And then uh, the officiant, it's his job to make the announcement and say, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go here for cocktails, or we're going to go here and sit down for dinner or or whatever the case may be for that. So yeah, it's super important.
0: Totally. And that kind of brings me to like, I feel like what would be the next biggest point that I think you can be the guru on. But one of the things I always have to uh, coach clients through is what is the music and the sound support look like for an outside ceremony? Because you know there's a lot of people don't realize it especially if even if you're in a more rural part of town there's still outside noises right like there's wind and there's there's just a lot more sound that goes on than if you're in a confined space inside right so I always tell people like unless you're only doing like a 20 or 30 person wedding you want the officiant mic Um, you want at least some sort of projection of music so that everyone can hear it down to the last uh, row of seats um, so can you share some like tips and tricks for just making sure that you think through everything with ceremony, yeah, like sound?
1: Ab- absolutely. So, and and here's the thing that amazes me a lot of times, and you probably run into this as well, is that when people say, okay, we're going to do our ceremony, they never even consider that they're going to need music to walk down the aisle to or, uh-huh. or, or be mic'd up. As a matter of fact, I had a bride, um, that I talked to yesterday. said yeah we just need you for we're doing the ceremony there but we just need you for the reception we have musicians for the uh the ceremony and i said okay Mm -hmm. did you not want a pa so we can mic the officiant up so everybody can say your vows and we can hear him as well when he's uh, when he's conducting the ceremony and she said you know what i never even thought about that yeah absolutely i want that (laughs) so so that's key when you have your musicians um especially if you're having live musicians check with them to see if they're going to provide sound support, uh, which is basically a lapel mic for the officiant. Um, and as Abby and I talked about on the last episode, um, usually an omnidirectional lapel mic is the mm-hmm. way you want to go because that'll pick up everything and you only have to use one mic for, for everybody. You don't have to, you know, mic three or four different people. Um, the other thing is um, if they don't do it, then see if you can have a DJ. If, if you've hired a DJ for your reception, see if the DJ can provide miking to accompany the live music. Now, one of the things that people don't think about when they have, especially I get a lot of friends that say, I'm going to have uh, my friend play a guitar for the songs coming down the aisle and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things you have to remember is that there's a 30 minute period before the ceremony starts where you need seating music as guests are arriving. And a lot of uh, people, when they're hiring a friend to come do it and play the ceremony, don't even, don't even consider that. So basically if you hire a guitar player, say Dan, your buddy Dan plays guitar, and you want him to do the ceremony, and he says he can do the ceremony, he's going to need to be prepared to do almost an hour's worth of music, 30 mm-hmm. minutes before going in, and then all the songs coming down the aisle. So uh, make sure you check with that if you're hiring a friend or a live musician that they are going to do 30 minutes of, of seating music as guests arriving themselves. And then the last thing you want to check is to make sure that, that you have power available. Um, I know that... <laughs> yeah. 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 I know that we're lucky with our company because we we kept running into issues where we were having to run cords really long distances. So now our whole ceremony setup is all battery powered. The mic's battery powered. We run all the ceremony music off a tablet um, and then the speaker's battery powered. So we don't need power, but a lot of people don't have that capability. So you need to make sure that you have power for them to plug in and and a good outlet for them so they can uh, run their gear
0: yeah yeah finding the nearest outlet is definitely a good thing to add to your venue walkthrough checklist that nice. you do you know a couple months before for sure and i actually want to ask you a question so do you like do you feel like it's your job to start music at least 30 minutes prior because i feel like there's an inconsistent inconsistency in the industry with that because yeah. I, sometimes i feel like if i ask for 30 minutes people look at me like i'm crazy and i'm like Guests show up 30 minutes before, yeah. and it's real awkward to walk into silence. <laughs> yeah,
1: if not earlier, yeah, I would say 30 minutes is the minimum, and it's the standard that we do. Uh, so anytime we have a wedding, and, and tell your tell your other DJs if they got a question about that, call me. I will I will talk to them about that. But 30 minutes is is pretty much the standard because you're right. Some people get there even earlier than that, and and you want some nice music playing while guests are coming in and being seated. Now sometimes they don't sit until 10 minutes before the ceremony. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have that ambient music running in right. the background as guests are arriving. Right.
0: So agree. I so agree with that. Um, I hope that if you're a DJ or in the uh, entertainment side of weddings that you hear that because it is something that's so odd that I have to actually say to, like, as the planner to say to entertainment or DJs or um, any sort of musician. and sometimes it's you know not everyone I'm having to like you know educate on that but I just believe that if guests have a potential to be arriving it should be a welcoming environment everything should be cleaned up everything should be done 30 minutes beforehand well, it's as know, if the venue start or the ceremony starts 30 minutes before it actually does
1: absolutely and you know it blows me away that you have to tell people that and here's what I do when I'm at an event I uh, after I have everything set up and you know go to change into my clothes for uh, for the event itself, I just go ahead at the ceremony and go ahead and throw stuff on in the background so it, they may get forty five minutes or or more mm-hmm. of music just Love because it. just because you know I can do that and it you know people are going to be getting there early so it's just a courtesy um, that I it do also on my sets part.
0: the mood yeah music I agree. is such a powerful tool
1: I, absolutely absolutely and I think people undersell that so I think that's really important. Um so the other thing with ceremonies that are outdoors Abby we have a couple other things that people sometimes don't think about and and what would those be
0: Yeah so I'm going I know we're we're we've gotten really into chatting about this but to run through them real quick you know you have to know what your rain plan is cuz a lot of times um at a lot of venues that are not uh you know cut out for a uh inside ceremony but they really have an inside space for the reception but not really for the ceremony so your either option is to flip the space and do ceremony inside and then have it flipped for reception um, if it's going to be raining or talking about getting a um, tent as an option to still be able to have the ceremony outside but be covered in case of rain. Yep. Um, and I've actually put it on our list for the next episode for us to kind of talk about the ins and outs of tenting. But I just... I think it should be at the forefront of your mind. If you're doing an outdoor ceremony, what is your um, rain plan? Like, what it, what are you thinking through? Because if you do have mus- musicians, it's more than likely in their contract um, that you, they have to be covered. Yeah. For obvious reasons for their instruments. Right. So uh, thinking through, like, what do those options look like if rain is in the forecast? Right, right.
1: And then you have some certain decor that you do outside as well for a ceremony, uh, like, like yeah. the chairs, the aisle runner, uh, backdrop or an arbor or, um, yep. so, so I think, go ahead, I I'm think
0: sorry. with that, the, the biggest thing is what I've noticed is in churches, typically the most install that you do in a church, um, that they allow, at least in my area of the country is a couple of big statement pieces and that's it. Right. Whereas in a ceremony out that's outside, either at a venue or wherever, you kind of have a more free-for-all. Right. So adding aisle decor, adding pedals, adding, you know, anything that's on the floor at each one of the rows or hanging off the chairs, or what does your backdrop look like of your ceremony? Are you doing pedestals? Are you doing some sort of arbor art? arch? You have a lot more creative freedom yeah. in an outdoor ceremony, I feel like, than you do in a more traditional setting so you know kind of thinking of, like allowing your mind to get more creative with an outdoor ceremony is always fun and then the last thing i always just like to bring to people's attention is chairs for ceremony so if a venue um, allows for an outside ceremony and indoor reception uh, they may or may not also supply the tables and chairs right. well if they supply 200 chairs and you have 150 people those chairs they don't have enough to staff both to stuff to see both the outdoor ceremony and the indoor reception so right. are those chairs being repurposed do you need to rent more chairs how like is catering do you we need to make sure that catering knows that they're responsible for moving the chairs from outside to inside you know so thinking about all of those things um i think sometimes you know, they're like, oh, we have they have enough chairs, we can have them outside, and they don't think, well, how are those outside chairs gonna get inside or, you know, where's the dupe like it's it's always a conversation if I'm having if we're not adding additional chairs to the rental order. So um I just always want to make sure that, you know, something we think about when we're planning our ceremony.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And most venues I know that have um one A lot of the the venues I I know here in Atlanta and um, in Dallas as well, according to my buddy Patrick, who runs the Dallas office, a lot of them will have a set ceremony space. So they'll already have an Mm -hmm. arbor, they'll already have all that stuff Mm -hmm. set, and then all you have to do is do the decor on it, the florals around it, uh, pick your aisle runner and take care of all that. But you definitely want to check and make sure that they do do that and that they do do the chairs in in and out. And they have a staff that's going to break all that down and then flip the space for you. So um it's it's actually really important about repurposing all that and getting that done and uh these days also with the chair setup um with covid going on you got to think about how you're going to going to set the chairs i mean do you do two and then a space <laughs> and then another two and then a space so it's, that's something you got to consider when you're laying uh the outdoor ceremony and putting it
0: Totally. Together. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cool to see how people have gotten creative with how they're setting up their chairs. And even I've seen, uh, assigned seating with ceremony chairs even. So that's become a thing too.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Abby, great topic. And uh, you know, the thing that amazes me every time you and I do a topic like this is we could probably talk <laughs> for two hours, just about one topic. I know. So we probably didn't hit everything we needed to hit, but just so you guys know, when you're doing your ceremony, think about, uh, the backdrop, think about the aisle decor, check with your venue to make sure that they're going to have all the chairs and all the stuff that you're going to do, see if they're going to repurpose those chairs indoors for the reception when they do the flip. And when you're looking at your music, make sure one, that you do have music. Some people think, uh, don't even think that, don't even think about that. They, they, they just say, I'm getting married. They don't realize you got to have songs going up and down the aisle and other songs. And we talked about that in an earlier episode about the different songs that you can use. Um, And then make sure you have sound support for the officiant. So uh, he has his lapel mic and has everything on. So great information. We are going to uh, take a break and come back with more Wedding Pro Radio right after this.
2: ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding.
3: DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment
1: and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wedding Pro Radio. So glad everybody's tuning in today. We had some great info about if you're doing an outdoor ceremony. So um, Abby, I love your input on that stuff, and gave people a lot of great tips and stuff to look for.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it, I don't think people realize how much it actually. Is that you have to think through and logistics and all of that. Um, so I'm glad we did that. That was way more information than I even thought it was going to be. So it was awesome.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm—I know people may get tired of me saying this all the time, but a planner is going to help you through all that stuff, guys. Everything you're not going <laughs> to think about, you got to hire a planner. That—that that ought to be That's the go-to right. first thing you do. So we got a question, Abby, from Sasha in San Diego. Great to get a question from California, and it says I'm putting my list of bridesmaids together, and I was wondering what role and duties the maid of honor has.
0: Ooh, so like second runner-up planner, basically. I'm just kidding, yeah, but kind of. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're doing the. You know, I notice a lot of planners will actually turn to the maid of honor and say, "Hey, can you can you help me with this while I'm doing this?" So, you, so you're exactly right. It's kind of like a uh, the planner's assistant for the day.
0: Yeah, and we actually, as part of our timeline questionnaire with our clients, we ask them who a point of contact is for the day of that is not the bride or the groom or right. whoever, and I as I, best I can if there is one to get a maid or matron of honor because if I have their cell phone and I can contact them then I'm not having to bother the couple that's getting married and I can make sure that I'm coordinating things with them and they can be like a little middleman of communication and I can buff things through them as well so right. I would say number one is like especially when it's wedding weekend uh, make sure you if there is a planner or a coordinator you two have connected yeah uh, for sure as the maid or matron of honor
1: right Right. And and so what are some of the duties that you think they have that people may or may not know that, that kind of fall on the maid of honor? I, and my number one point is, I think you want somebody that's kind of responsible and has some follow through. I know that, um, <laughs> but because there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the maid of honor really has more duties than just uh, standing next to the bride, you know, right next to the bride at the ceremony. There's a lot of stuff to think about.
0: I'm going to get on my, my Abbey Hillis soapbox for just a second. All right. You, you jump um, up there. I'm I'm going to hop on there really quick right. just to say your maid of honor or matron of honor should not be picked out of guilt or out of like feeling like that's a necessity. It should be picked out of the person that you feel like supports your marriage the most. Right. And if that is if you pick the correct person based on that like regimen, you will have someone that's there for you that's going to step up when 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 you need them to do all the things that needs to be done. If you pick that person out of obligation or out of guilt, Uh, nine times out of ten it ends up not being the person the person doesn't step up and do the things that you need them to do and the entire concept of a wedding day and your uh, wedding party is those are the people that through thick and thin of your marriage they're gonna be there they're gonna support you they're gonna you know you pick up the phone and call they're there in a heartbeat right those are those people are supposed to be so if you are picking someone out of um, obligation or out of guilt I highly 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 recommend that you reevaluate uh, because the the way that that person uh, holds their position is going to be different if it's someone picked um, that's not because they're truly that most supportive person in your life. So just make sure you're thinking about that before you pick who your maid of honor or matron of honor is. yeah, um, you, know,
1: you know, and to follow up on that point, I have seen, and I know you probably have as well, plenty of brides who picked the wrong person and it just mm-hmm. created a whole lot of stress and then all they are is frustrated because the maid of mm-hmm. honor didn't do this and didn't do that mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're having to you know on, in addition to everything the bride's having to make decisions about and go through um, you know she's having to cover for the maid of honor duties so it's it's hugely right. important and, and you know as we break down I guess the first major thing that uh, that a uh, maid of honor does or a matron of honor is help plan the bachelor party Yep. The number bachelor one. The party. I yeah. Don't, I don't think we want them planning. I don't think the room <laughs> wants the maid of honor planning the bachelor party. Batch but the party. No, that's party. for the best band. Right. But right. yeah,
0: I mean, months before, sometimes it is weeks before, the bachelorette party is like the number, like number one thing that they have to start with and they start planning on. Um, I also think that, you know, because there's a lot of things that they're obviously, and I'll get into that list that they do the day of. Right. 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 Um, the weekend of. Right. But beforehand, you know helping coordinate dresses, bridesmaids' dresses, like what's going on with that? A lot of people aren't doing the same dress for every single bridesmaid. So how can you step in and can you help um, support the bride with uh, coordinating who has what color or what shade of whatever color it is, or what style do we need? What order they or is everyone gonna stand in to make sure we don't have like three blues next to each other when we have uh, like three different colors? Um, you know, so all of those things when bridesmaids are having to get their dresses and get them haltered like that's definitely something that the maid or matron of honor can step into and help with right um as well as you know the ins and outs of planning a bachelorette party can be a daunting task so getting started on that early and thinking about everything from the logistics of places to eat especially right now with covid making reservations um all the way through to decorations and if you're flying how are you going to get those decorations there Are there companies in the area that you're going to for the bachelorette party that will help you plan? Can you, you know, consult with them? So a lot of, you know, pre-wedding stuff that you can definitely help with, but when you start looking at, you know, the weekend of the wedding or days leading up to the wedding, um, you know, just being there emotionally and kind of just stepping in and saying like, what else can I do? What else can I help with to the the bride and groom is always like super helpful um, and just you know, being there to just take one or two things off their plate that they're thinking of handling a difficult family member That's come into town. And there's a million things that you can help with right. um, And then on the wedding day, which I'm sure like you you've seen a lot of these things But more than more times than not the maid of maid or matron of honors at the fitting of the dress, right. They've seen the bustle. Um, I always ask my clients to take a video of of that last fitting so that we I know how to do the bustle and I, I'm prepared for what style it is and how long it's going to take to allocate enough time on the timeline. But, you know, know the bustle and and be be there to, like, step in and support the the wedding planner. Um, during the ceremony, hold the bride's bouquet and, you know, make sure that you're there too if you need to pass the bouquets on to someone else and the uh, bridal party to help fluff the dress and make it look good for the ceremony once she gets up to the, the front of the aisle. Like, you know, doing that um, and when... When they're getting ready, making sure that there's water and food provided for the bridal party Help think of that thing and and arrange the logistics to make it happen So that it's not something that's just resting on the bride's shoulders um, Anytime the bride's dress is not bustled and you're walking anywhere um, if, if I don't see a maid of honor matron of honor stepping up to carry the dress, I'm right there I'm yeah. carrying that dress as much as I can, especially prior to ceremony right. So that it's still flawless when we right. get her down the aisle um, And I think you know one of my biggest things that i feel strongest about is if you're in the bridal party not just maid of honor matron of honor or best me and if you're in the bridal party it's your job to hold down the dance floor so get your booty on the dance floor and stay there all night
1: (laughs) that's exactly right and and people don't realize how key that is um wedding party and the bride and groom um not getting out to dance to kind of get things started and let people know okay we're here to have fun and and have a great time is key i mean I, i tell my brides and grooms that all the time look get out on the dance floor as much as you can. You don't have to be out there all night, but you're setting an example for the rest of the crowd when you're out there. And so tell us a couple of great songs that you want to hear that you guys want us to get the party started with and get out there when we play them. And then that'll set the tempo for the whole day.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I get, not everyone wants to live on the dance floor. Not, that's not always the biggest, you know, focal point for um, every couple getting married. Right. But if you're, if part of the night is to celebrate, and you've paid for a DJ or a band, let's utilize them and let's give them energy to feed off of. And people in the entire room will vibe off of the bride yeah. and groom's energy Absolutely. and the bridal party's energy. Yeah, it's so key. you have to you have to lead that.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> so key.
0: important. People don't realize that.
1: Well, you know, one of the important roles that you you brought up is know the bustle, and I cannot tell you how many times we're getting ready to introduce a bride and groom. And there are five people back behind the bride that can't find the little hooks to, yep. to, to do the bustle. It, 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 so know where those hooks are if you're the maid or matron of honor yes. because it is going to be key if you don't know where the hooks are to do the bustle. And sometimes it can take 15, 20 minutes because they're so teeny just to find those things. So Yes. Um, yes. Great tips. So Sasha in San Diego, we hope that helped and helps you uh, pick your maid or matron of honor. If you want to get questions to Abby and I, you can email us, Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com or Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. So uh, thank you so much for the question. All right, we're going to move on to our wedding trends, and we're going to talk wedding colors. So, Abby, over the past and in the weddings that you've done and, and the years that have uh, preceded 2021, what were some of the cool colors that you saw that came out? And then I'm going to tell you what the, what the trend colors are for 2021.
0: You know, I know that they said for 2020, like that that Pantone blue was like the the color of the year. And I think I saw a lot of different blue hues just mixed in with that green and white look with the green and, you know, a lot of the greenery, white flowers and then some thistle or some different colored hues uh, of blue mixed in. But from all the research that I've been doing and the Pantone Color Institute and Shutterstock, Everything's saying a shift in 2021 to colors and bright and uplifting and uh, a little bit more just like depth to the design and the color palette, which I am so excited for because I think that color is way more fun.
1: Absolutely. So the colors this year for 2021, and just so you'll know, um, they're trying to represent unity, stability, and hope, which we all need uh, with everything that's going on are Absolutely. a bright yellow hue and so when they say that it's not a lemon yellow if you guys want to go to the Pantone color institute and look up 2021 color inspirations um they'll show you but it's almost kind of like a golden uh yellow mm-hmm. uh real pretty yellow and then ultimate gray which is kind of a medium gray and they say those are going to be the top colors for uh weddings in 2021.
0: yeah i'm just excited to see too because i was uh doing some other research and just kind of seeing what like Brides.com was predicting for trends for this year of just color and style. And it seems like everyone is just ready to have some fun with their wedding decor. Like, it seems like that's going to be the trend of 2021 is really stepping away from tradition, stepping into positivity and like you said, stability, hope. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to see that, you know, different ideas, unique ideas. People are getting creative and coming up with new things we haven't seen before. So. Yeah, I think 2021 is probably going to be, in my opinion, one of the biggest years away from tradition of weddings. And we're going to see really unique one-off things that are just particular to the couple getting married. I agree. I uh, can't
1: agree with you enough on that. And if you guys want to go check it out, go to the Pantene Color Institute website. And again, the two colors that they are talking about is a bright yellow hue or ultimate gray. Those are the colors they say are going to be the go-to colors for your wedding in 2021. And they were absolutely beautiful. And maybe Abby, we can throw a, a sample of that up when we do the uh, yeah. social media for uh, for this episode. So sounds good. So um, want to thank our sponsors again, real quick. Uh, the Phoenix Radio Network, Big Talk Radio, Del Marva, Black Tie Events, DJ Songlist, and ACH Events. We will be back right after these words with more Wedding Pro Radio. <music> Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525.
3: DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be.
1: Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So now it is time for our tip of the week. Abby and I, um, with her being a planner and myself owning a DJ company and being a wedding DJ, kind of go back and forth with our tips of the week. This week it is my tip, and the DJ tip of the week is songless selection. So I get asked this a lot, Abby. Uh, how many songs we, we should pick? Um, you know, How we should mix it up? What do we need to do? Um, And, you know, what a lot of people don't think about, and I think this is the first key point I wanted to make on song list selection, is you need to have a wide variety of music. You can't just have just songs that you like. You need to think about the crowd as a whole, because Mm -hmm. what's going to make the event successful is if everybody got on the dance floor a couple of times and had a good time, and that's what they're going to walk away talking about is what a good time they had. Right. So, so in order to accomplish that, you need to have a wide wide range of music. Um, you got to think about, you know, grandparents and their friends are going to be there. And then the parents and their friends are going to be there. Um, so, you know, you need to have a wide cross section. So what I typically tell people first off is do as many genres as you can. Um, you know, throw some oldies in there. Throw some fun 70s songs in there. You know, 80s, 90s, and then some current music. Um, mm-hmm. But the wider cross section of music that you do. I think the the better you're gonna serve your guests and the more successful your party's gonna be. so um that that's my first tip. What do you think about that?
0: yeah, I, th- I think that's great. And then also, uh, and uh, this is from my perspective, so you let yeah. me know if I'm way offline here. No. But I think too, if you're someone that wants to at least spend some of your night partying to the more recent, you know, your specific genre of right. of whoever's getting married, then save that for later in the night when a lot of the elder guests go home and it's more of the younger crowd save the the more recent songs that you want where you just want to be on the dance floor um to all of the the like pop-in rap hip-hop songs save those for later and that way it kind of pleases everyone
1: yeah absolutely i will uh i will tell you that that is what i usually recommend with my clients as well so you and i are totally on the same page with that I usually tell them after dinner and during dinner, start with the older stuff. So, uh, Mm -hmm. because usually the older guests are the ones who leave first anyway. Right. Um, You know, they may stay through the toast and cake cutting and then uh, duck out a little bit. Um, So give them something that they can dance to leading up to that. Um, Typically, at most of my events, toast and cake cutting is kind of the halfway point or the two thirds point of the event. And that's usually when I say is a good time to go ahead and work in a lot of the contemporary music. And uh, make sure if you're asking, ask your DJ, if you're having a DJ, a band, you won't, probably won't have to worry about that. this. But if you have your DJ, make sure that you check when you're doing your current, current music that they are playing clean versions of the songs. Um, there's some mm-hmm. brand grooves that want the explicit stuff, but typically it's not really appropriate for a wedding reception. And with most of the popular uh, hip hop and R&B songs, there are clean versions available so make sure you check with your DJ because nothing like uh, having grandma on the dance floor and having the the f bomb being dropped in a song. So you, you definitely don't want that. So um, that is uh, have you have you run into that before, Abby? Where people play an explicit version and people are just like,
0: "Oh my god!" I think for the most part I've avoided that. Um, I did have one wedding that was super explicit songs, but it was a wedding where literally ninety five percent of the guests were the age of the bride and right, groom and right. so it worked and it was okay right um it was a very unique wedding like the, the guest distribution was not your average guest distribution right. so it was fine but yes uh read the room i guess is a better way yeah. <laughs> Read the guest list i, I guess agree. and look at that and, and and make sure that you cater it towards that because yeah you don't you don't want uh conservative grandma showing up in nasty f-bombs and yeah you know uh Watt playing <laughs> yeah i agree yeah I totally agree.
1: And then the uh, the other thing that I have is usually your uh, your DJ or band will have a list of songs that you can choose from. Um, so go through their list. I typically recommend, uh, especially from the DJ end of things, with a band, pretty much a band will have a playlist and you can pick off their set of what they want to do for their mm-hmm. certain sets of songs. They may have, um, you know, say a list of 100 songs and they can do... 20 or 30 uh, during their sets. So you can whittle that down and pick your favorites out of that. So that's pretty easy if you're doing a band with a DJ, it's a little more complicated. Typically with most wedding receptions, I would say 60 to 70 songs is about the average for a four hour wedding reception, just depending on song length. Um, What I try to tell my clients to do is pick about half those that are your favorites and that you really want to hear. And again, key is mixing them up from different genres. And then leave the rest up to the DJ to read the crowd and figure out what they're enjoying and being able to add to your selections and filling them out in sets and, and formatting them and, and getting through that process and also the ability to take requests. Now, what I will say on requests is uh, give your DJ flexibility on that. Don't say, hey, take any and all requests because there's going to be some stuff that's requested that, that somebody thinks is a good song that isn't a good song. So give your DJ the discretion to take requests and filter those requests for you. But on Great the average, idea, yeah. yeah, on the average, I would say that give give your DJ probably thirty of your favorite songs, and then even in those thirty, make sure you make notes about ones that are your must plays. You know, these mm-hmm. five or these ten we have to have played, um, and that gives them a lot of flexibility. Because the bottom line is, you're paying your band or DJ to get people on the dance floor and you are paying them for their expertise and knowing how to get people on the dance floor. And if you tie their hands and give them a list of 70 songs and say, I want these 70 songs played in this order, I mean, I could take a look at that list and say, okay, people are gonna dance at songs three and four, and then they're not gonna dance again until song 17. And then they may come out by song 20, but then they're gonna leave the dance floor by song 25, just based on knowing the music and what people will react to and how it's formatted and what to play back to back. So you're paying a lot of money to have a band or DJ do that. So use their expertise and use their experience.
0: Yes. Yes. Let them be creative. Let them play to the room. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So that is my DJ tip of the week. If you guys have uh, ever have any questions about any of that kind of stuff, or again, reach out rich at weddingproradio.com or abby at uh, weddingproradio.com. So, Abby, we have a question from Tiffany in St. Louis and said, we just got engaged. How far in advance should I book my vendors like photographer, DJ, caterer, etc.?
0: Ooh, what a loaded question, what a a good question. question. (laughs) Yeah. So, I would say on average, which I feel like even average or tradition is going so far out the door because of COVID, but on average, you want to give yourself at least a year to plan a wedding so that you can have you can enjoy the process more than feel rushed or feel like, you know, you have to just check things off a list.
1: 100%. Um,
0: so when you, when you second, you get engaged, you know, start thinking about time of year you want to you know get married. And then obviously the first thing you got to do is book your venue. And that should be, try to be as far as close to 12 months out as possible. And then from there, your next like main vendors would be catering entertainment. So DJ band, um, uh, live music for the ceremony, any, anything that falls under uh, under entertainment, uh, video and photo. And uh, I would say either before venue or right after venue, it would be, if I'm being truly honest, it would be a planner right. <laughs> um, before all of those things because we help you help guide you based on your budget and your style to exactly what the best, um, kind of narrowed down the list for you for the best vendors for each category. So we can really help with that. Um, but yeah, I would say within the first three months of of the year of planning it should be all those major vendor categories and get them on, get their uh, weekend removed off their calendar so that you can secure them and you know that they are there for you. Because the closer that you get to your wedding day, uh, the higher risk you run of your favorite person not being available. Absolutely.
1: And I call them the big five, Uh, you know, catering, entertainment, video, photo, and planner. Again, I agree with you. I would do the planner first because the planner is going to help you find the other four, of Mm -hmm. the top five. But I think what people need to realize is the earlier you book your big five, the more you're going to have a choice in who that is. You're going to be booking people based on the fact that this is who you vetted, this is who your planner understood, and they're available now to go ahead and book rather than at six months out or at five months out or four months out having to settle for who's got availability left because... The popular people and the people that are great in this industry at doing this they absolutely book up early and I will say from our perspective usually we're at a nine to 12 month um, advantage but I, I've had brides that have booked us 15 20 months out even totally even uh, you know two years out um, yep. so anyway I look at your big five first get those secured first and then everything else will kind of fall into place.
0: Yeah, and I would say your goal should be that by six months out from your wedding day, you should have all vendors, like all contracts secure. I think the only thing that sometimes is wavering past the six-month point is transportation sometimes because a lot of times, especially for our clients, we're trying to figure out How many guests are staying at each hotel who all that number is and we don't really know that until we get closer to rsvp response time um so sometimes transportation is is after six months um and even like down to like the last two months which is 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 okay but your goal is to try to have any and all vendors booked six months out so that way come month four four months out three months out you're starting to work on the nitty-gritty details and that way the month out is smooth sailing and you're not banging your head against the wall trying to get all of the to-do's done of all of the tiny little details that you didn't think about, uh, you get to coast the last month, which is always my goal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and just make it easier on you. But, you know, if you can knock a lot of this stuff out early right after you get engaged and get, you know, in addition to the planner helping, um, usually the venue, um, after you book the venue, will give you recommendations of vendors that are approved and have done a good job there. So that's always a big help as well. But, Um, Knock out the big five early. Nine to 12 months is is what most people recommend doing, if not earlier, so you can get the people that you want. So Tiffany in St. Louis, we hope that answered your question. Again, if you want to get questions to Abby and I, it is Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. And I am Rich, R-I-C-H. At weddingproradio.com. So, Abby, coming up, we're doing our fun music segment. So, just so you guys know, DJ Songlist sponsors a music segment. Uh, we do a top 10 list and we break down different categories of songs. If you guys want to subscribe and see our lists, all you have to do is go to Spotify and mm-hmm. look up DJ Songlist WPR for Wedding Pro Radio. And you'll be able to uh, see all the lists that we put up and also listen to them and put them in and follow us. And you can have them in your own collection because I know that's what Abby does.
0: (laughs) It is. And also most of these songs, if not all of them, are on the DJ song list app as well. So if you are like, oh, I really want to make sure that's on my list that I give to my DJ or my entertainment. Um, these songs can all be pulled from the DJ Songlist app and put onto your list as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. I'm glad you re- remembered that. I totally forgot to <laughs> mention that. So so DJ Songlist. Thank you. Thank you. You are so great. <laughs> my back. So the uh, DJ Songlist sponsors this list. Also, we throw it out to the DJ community. I am plugged into about 15 or 20 different message boards and throw the question out there. So these are actually rankings based on submissions that we've gotten from DJ Songlist and also from the DJ community saying what's the most popular that they're getting requests for. So we are gonna do our top 10 wedding rock dance songs. So these are rock and roll songs you can play at your wedding that people will dance to um, if you're a rock fan. So the first one, Abby, at number 10, is Sweet Home Alabama.
0: I'd be willing to wager that I don't think that there's a guest at a wedding that probably doesn't know all of these songs, but specifically Sweet Home Alabama. Like, these are classic, just get everyone on the dance floor.
1: Especially for us in the South. I mean, you and I both have our businesses based in the South, so this is a pretty popular one to play. All right, second one coming up at number nine is Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. So this is kind of a fun song. It's a meatloaf song and uh, it's kind of a group <laughs> dance kind of thing. Have you ever seen yeah. people dance to this where they do the whole group thing and they act out what's going on yes. and they have the guys yes. on one side and the girls on one side? It's kind of fun. So um, that is number nine. Coming in at number eight is Money, Money by Billy Idol. And you know what I love to do? With, uh, you like this one? Oh.
0: Yes, this is one of my favorites. I, what I love to do
1: is this is a great song to get people to clap their hands to because it's mm-hmm. got such a great beat and you can get their get their hands up in the air and clap to it. But everybody loves that one. Coming in at number seven, Gene Simmons and Kiss with "Rock and Roll All Night." Got
0: i like I don't know. All these are just such great classics.
1: <laughs> They're all classics, and you know what I've noticed is um, that most of them are like '70s, '80s kind of songs, which yes. kind of fits with the generation that's getting married now. So, um coming in at number 6 and this one's popped up on a couple of our lists. Don't stop believing by Journey.
0: Yes, I would love to know how many weddings don't play this at their song, at their wedding because this is such such a good one. Everyone wow. loves after a little a couple drinks, getting on the dance floor. Everybody loves the song, everybody
1: does. I agree with you. Coming in at number five is one of my favorites, and it's kind of a sleeper, which yeah. is Some Kind of Wonderful by Grand Funk Railroad.
0: So, you that you, you say sleeper like this takes people by surprise?
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't never consider this one to play,
0: but, ah. but it works,
1: and it's another good one that you can clap your hands to. So, um yeah, I say this is a sleeper in that a lot of people don't don't think about it as for availability yeah. and to play at an event, but you know it fits right in there with a the rock set. So, um, number four, one that everybody knows from the movie Risky Business, old time <laughs> rock and roll by Bob Seger. You can just picture Tom Cruise sliding across the floor in his underwear. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and you know what? This one is timeless. This will get grandma out there or also get, you know, your your fraternity brothers or sorority sisters out there. So this is a great yep. one. Um, coming in at number three, Death Leopard, Pour Some Sugar On Me.
0: And if people aren't dancing to this song, you can totally use it for the garter.
1: <laughs> you can use it for the garden. You know what else you can use it for is the cake cutting.
0: Cake cutting, too. Oh, I yeah. Mentioned sugar,
1: so you can use it for that, too, but... You know, a lot of these '80s songs um, uh, uh, work great for for dance floor. If you need to do a rock set, you can do four or five of those back to back, and just keep the dance floor packed, and then move on yes. to something else. especially
0: work with the older crowd. Absolutely,
1: especially. absolutely. Yeah. Coming in at number two, little Bon Jovi, "Living on a Prayer." And you oh know, oh my gosh.
0: This is like flashbacks to like middle school and high school for me.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, this one also appeared on our sing-along song list, which is up on Spotify that you guys can take a look at, of songs that people love to sing and dance to together. So uh, that is number two. And number one, one of my favorite rock songs of all time, You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC.
0: I have some really strong visuals of some bands playing this, and people just going crazy.
1: Yeah, this one, you know what? This one won by a long shot. This was <laughs> literally, it's the number one song on this list, but it like doubled the rest of the songs that, I that we have submissions it. for. So it is the number one rock and roll dance song to play at your wedding. So hope everybody enjoyed that list of the top 10 wedding rock dance songs. Again, all these lists are available on Spotify and DJ Songlist has all the songs that we put on there for list selection. Um, if you want to follow us on Spotify, and we actually had, I think, 28 people signed up uh, last week to follow us and, and check out our list on Spotify. So we want to thank you guys for doing that. Just go to DJ songlist wpr for Wedding Pro Radio, and you can follow us on Spotify and uh, check out all the lists that we're posting. So we are going to come back and wrap up the show right after this with a little more Wedding Pro Radio.
2: ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding.
3: DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be looking for a dj for your wedding celebration well then look no further
1: than black tie events we are your source for dj entertainment and so much more with offices in atlanta and dallas fort worth let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525 Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wedding Pro Radio. Abby, a great show today. A lot of great information and a lot of a lot of fun stuff that we talked about.
0: I know. We're kind of getting into some of the details of stuff, and I'm really enjoying it. I,
1: You know what? I am, too. And the cool thing about it is once you and I get talking on a topic, we have so much great information that we pass that time just flies, and we can't get to nearly as much stuff as we want <laughs> to. But the good news is that we'll do it on future episodes. So if people That's tune right. in every week, they'll be able to hear something really cool that they can do. Um, we want to talk about uh, our episode next week we have uh, Kelsey Harrison with Oh Happy Day Photo Booth and also she has a sister company called Pop and Drop and she's going to talk to us about photo booths and adding fun design elements and all kinds of cool stuff and I know you know Kelsey pretty well so fill us in a little bit
0: yeah so you guys stay tuned because Kelsey's like the creative guru friend that I have Uh, she's you know she started with oh happy day and she started with photo booths and having really fun different i mean she has a plethora of backdrops that you can use for a photo booth and she's added different like styles of photo booths and selfie stations and your traditional and then she has this one called roaming photography which i'm sure we'll get into with her um but then she decided like let's make this even more fun and launched pop and drop and that's bringing in streamers and balloon garlands into weddings and making it so much more fun. And I think, you know, we talked earlier about 2021 kind of being a bigger shift away from traditional wedding style and a a shift more into unique and fun and uh, colors and everything, which is totally, if you go to Kelsey's websites, they're all about fun colors and uh, fun design. So I'm just so excited to bring her on and get a little like insight into her brain and all that she does. She's incredibly passionate, one heck of a businesswoman. Um, so I'm super excited, super excited.
1: Well, I'm excited too, and the pop and drop thing is really cool, and I can't wait to dive into that. From the little you told me, it sounds amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to her about that. So we've got to do some sponsor thank yous. Want to spon- uh, thank you- Big Talk Radio Del Marva for running the show again. It runs every Saturday and Sunday on Big Talk Radio Del Marva at noon. Also, our new affiliate station, the Phoenix and the Phoenix Radio Network, um, yes. Wedding Pro Radio is going to run there on Wednesdays at three. And then at noon on Saturday and Sunday as well. Also, ACH events, uh, Black Tie events, and DJ Songlist, all sponsors of the show. So, uh, guys, if you want to get questions to us, again, for us to read on the air, um, send those to Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. And um, also, you can send them to Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. So, Abby, until next week... See you then, and uh, we will see everybody else then as well with more Wedding Pro Radio.